Uh, welcome to Wise Guys. These guys know sports. Here live on the Worldwide Sports Network on this Tuesday, January the 23rd. In the house with your boy Trey Lark is on the Wise Guys Sports Show. Everybody remember going to follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. Come on in and sit a while, folks. We got an action jam-packed show. It is my NFL divisional round playoff recap. I'm going to recap all four of the matchups over the weekend. I'm going to talk about that disappointing Packers loss to the 49ers. The 49ers got my Packers again. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Also, I'm going to talk about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They took care of C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. So, shout out to the Ravens. They are in the AFC Championship game. And also, I'm going to talk about the Detroit Lions. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well and advanced to the conference championship. So many things to get into. The number to dial is 513-203-8655. 513-203-8655. That is the number to dial. Any particular topic you want to discuss, we can talk about it on the show this afternoon. And so call in. Anything you want to talk about, we can definitely talk about it on the show. But we begin in Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. And Patrick Mahomes got the best of Josh Allen yet again in the playoffs as the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills 27 the 24 for the Chiefs, Mahomes, he went 17 for 23. He threw for 215 passing yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had five receptions, 75 receiving yards, two touchdowns. And for the Bills, Josh Allen, he went 26 of 39. He threw for 186 passing yards. One touchdown for Mahomes. This is his sixth consecutive championship game appearance. Josh Allen falls to 0-3 versus Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Here's Mahomes and Josh Allen after the game. Heck of a year, man. Uh, it's, I mean, I've, I've been on the other side of that. Uh, it's tough. You put in so much effort and work every single game um, to play in these playoff games, and he played his tail off um, and, and gave, they gave them a chance to win the game. Sucks. Losing sucks. Losing them, losing anybody at home sucks. Here, there, doesn't matter. Um, losing sucks. I don't know what else to say. Um, didn't work out, and I feel, feel terrible. You know, um, I love this team, man, and, and uh, you know, it hurts. This, this one hurts bad, and... Uh, that was Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Bass, the kicker for the Buffalo Bills. So, as I watched the Chiefs 27-24 win over the Bills Sunday afternoon in Buffalo, the one thing that I was thinking about 
because in the immediate aftermath and yesterday on a lot of sports shows, everyone was talking about Josh Allen. And I'm going to get to Josh Allen in a bit and discuss Josh Allen and how I feel about his performance in this football game. But we need to recognize the greatness from Patrick Mahomes, folks. Patrick Mahomes, yet again, in the playoffs, is going to be in the AFC Championship game. Since he's been the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, he has had the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game every single year. You look at Patrick Mahomes and his playoff career and his all-time ranks. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, 38 touchdowns. Seven interceptions. That's ranked first all time. His pass rating in the playoffs is 106.4. That's ranked first in the playoffs. He throws for 313 passing yards per game. That's ranked first in NFL history. And he completes 67% of his passes. That also is ranked first in NFL history. With his record in the playoffs, he wins 81% of his games in the playoffs. That also is ranked first in NFL history. And all these stats are among quarterbacks with at least 10 or more starts in NFL history. And so you look at Patrick Mahomes, and so far in his career, Patrick Mahomes has 13 playoff wins. Only John Elway, Terry Bradshaw, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, and Tom Brady have more playoff wins than Patrick Mahomes. And if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl this year, that means he would finish with 15 career playoff wins by the end of the season. So he would have only Joe Montana and Tom Brady to surpass when it comes to playoff wins in NFL history. So we are witnessing greatness at the quarterback position, and I'll be the first to let everyone know that it took me a while to come around to accepting how great Patrick Mahomes really is because everyone knows I am the biggest Green Bay Packers fan you would ever know, and I am a Aaron Rodgers fan on the field because Aaron Rodgers was the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play the game of football before Patrick Mahomes arrived in the NFL. I, I, I am an Aaron Rodgers fan, and I enjoyed for years being able to say that my quarterback in Aaron Rodgers was the most talented quarterback in NFL history. But now, Patrick Mahomes not only has the talent that Aaron Rodgers has, Patrick Mahomes also has the accomplishments and playoff success that Aaron Rodgers never was able to accomplish in Green Bay. And this is coming from a Packers fan. It's, it's hard for me to admit this, but it's the truth. And so I know everyone was talking about Josh Allen yesterday. I understand that Josh Allen, you got to talk about Josh Allen and how you felt about his performance. I get that. But I think we got to take some time and recognize the greatness 
of Patrick Mahomes. He is on another level. He is the undisputed best quarterback, not only in the NFL, but he's trending towards being the best quarterback in NFL history. Yes, I said it. Because, yes, Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls in his career. But Tom Brady was never as talented as Patrick Mahomes is. Never. And so when you combine the talent with the accomplishments and the playoff success, I think we're starting to trend towards having that conversation. Can Patrick Mahomes be the greatest quarterback in NFL history? And I think we got to start that conversation. We have to start that conversation. You look at Patrick Mahomes, his playoff career compared to the average MVP season from quarterbacks since 2013. So these are all quarterbacks who've won NFL MVP since 2013 compared to Patrick Mahomes' playoff career, right? Patrick Mahomes' playoff career is 13-3. and Those MVP quarterbacks since 2013, their record is 13-3. and Patrick Mahomes, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Those playoff MVP quarterbacks, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, 285 passing yards per game in the playoffs. Those average MVP season quarterbacks since 2013, 269 passing yards per game. Patrick Mahomes' passer rating is 106.7. Those MVP quarterbacks is 110.8. So it's close. So think about that. The quarterbacks who've won MVPs since 2013 – their statistics average, on average is similar to Patrick Mahomes' statistics in the playoffs. It's unbelievable. And here's another stat. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in NFL history while trailing. His record while trailing by seven points or more in the playoffs, eight and two. Eight and two. The rest of the NFL when trailing by seven points or more, it's 13 and 60. So not only is Patrick Mahomes great, he's great at being able to come from behind and win football games. I can't say enough about the job that Patrick Mahomes has done. And since he's been the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, they have been in the AFC Championship every single year since he's been their quarterback. This is, this is really some... Un, unprecedented stuff that's going on here, folks. Like, we really have to take some time and appreciate what this man is doing because they give themselves a chance because they have number 15. It took me some time to come around, but I, I've arrived. This dude, is, this dude is on another level. He really, really is. And if you can find a way to beat Lamar Sunday in the AFC Championship game, it will be an amazing, amazing accomplishment considering where the Chiefs were throughout the season. Because remember, we had questions about the Chiefs throughout the season. They were not the same team in the regular season than what they have been so far in the playoffs. In the playoffs, they have played at a very, very elite level. And offensively, I thought against the Bills Sunday, this was their best offensive performance of the season. Their best offensive performance. Obviously, they had 146 rushing yards. 
they had 361 total yards for the game. I thought they were very, very efficient. And MVS caught two passes from Mahomes. You saw Travis Kelsey. He had over 70 receiving yards, two touchdowns as well. Rasheed Rice, four receptions, 47 receiving yards. But I think the biggest difference for the Chiefs and why they're in the AFC Championship game this time, they actually have a running game to pair with Patrick Mahomes in the passing game. So it's not just all about Patrick Mahomes. They're actually playing complementary football. The Chiefs are playing complementary football. When you have 146 rushing yards and 215 passing yards, that's complementary football. And so Andy Reid, he did a great job with his play designs and, and his formations. And so I can't say enough about the job that Andy Reid has done so far in the playoffs because the Chiefs have definitely turned it up a notch so far in these first two postseason games. And now they're in the AFC Championship game yet again. And so, man, they, they're doing a tremendous job offensively, but even defensively. Their defense, they held the Bills to only seven points in the second half. You look at the Chiefs and, and their points allowed in the second half since week 14. Week 14 against the Bills, they gave up six points. Since, and in week 15, they gave up seven points to the Patriots. Week 16, they gave up three to the Raiders, zero to the Bengals in week 17. Week 18, they gave up six to the Chargers. In the wild card round, they gave up zero to the Dolphins. So they haven't given up more than seven points in the second half since week 13. Just week 13. So defensively, we got to give them credit as well. So give credit to defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. Now, let's switch gears to the other side and let's talk about Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. I believe that Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the NFL. And when you look at Josh Allen's numbers, this is in the regular season. In the regular season, Josh Allen, for his career, he has 167 touchdowns, 78 interceptions, 22,703 passing yards. He's completing 63% of his passes for his career that's in the regular season in the playoffs let's look at his numbers in the playoffs 21 touchdowns four interceptions 2723 passing yards completing 65 percent of his passes in the playoffs so statistically and from a talent perspective we all know how great Josh Allen is as a quarterback. And again, he's a top five quarterback currently in the NFL. But these elite quarterbacks who want to be greats and have legacy moments, you have to deliver when it matters the most. And I'm watching the game Sunday, and Josh Allen, Quarters one through three, he had 196 total yards, 
Passer rating 102.4, three total touchdowns, completing 76% of his passes. In the fourth quarter, Josh Allen only had 62 total yards, passer rating 56.8, zero total touchdowns, one fumble, completing 50% of his passes. So I'm looking at Josh Allen in this game, and the Bills, they get the football back. It's eight minutes and 23 seconds when they get the football back. Remember, the the Chiefs had, remember the Bills that went for a, a fake punt, which was a terrible, terrible decision by Sean McDermott. They go for a fake punt. They get stopped short. And luckily, Hartman fumbled at the goal line. Otherwise, the game would have been over because the Chiefs would have went up 34-24 to 24 had they capitalized off that missed fake punt by the Bills. But the Bills, they got the ball back, and they go three and out on a drive. They got the ball back with a little over 12 minutes left. They go three and out. They punt it. Chiefs get the ball back, but the Bills defense, they stand tall, and they stop the Bills. Let me stop the Chiefs again. And so the Bills get the ball back with over eight minutes left. Drive of the game. Drive of the season. Biggest drive in Josh Allen's career. And on that drive, Josh Allen fumbled. And when he got inside the 30, there were three plays that were the biggest plays of the game. And in order to beat an all-time great like a Patrick Mahomes, you have to capitalize on these plays. The particular play I'm looking at is the second and nine play where he overthrew. I don't even know if he overthrew him. He just was, the, the throw was off. He was trying to get the ball to Shakir, and he just missed the throw. I don't know what happened, but Josh Allen missed the throw. His second and nine. It was a, a throw over the middle, deep, that if Shakir catches the football, it's a touchdown. And, and here's the thing. I actually feel, feel like in that moment, Josh Allen was going for the touchdown because you don't want to give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes tied at 27 apiece. You know you need touchdowns to beat Patrick Mahomes. So I don't mind Josh Allen going for a go-ahead touchdown and going up 31 to 27. But you gotta capitalize, Josh. You gotta capitalize. And this is the reason why the Bills pay you all the money they pay you. And it's the reason why you are universally recognized as a top five quarterback in the NFL. You have to make these plays. No, I'm not going to give Josh Allen any excuses. Yes, he played great for the majority of the game. But in those moments, in the biggest moments of the game, when plays have to be made, Josh Allen came up short yet again. The game was there for the taking. The game was there for the taking. And when you have these moments, you got to capitalize. You got to capitalize. Otherwise, you're not going to beat quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to beat quarterbacks like Tom Brady, you got to capitalize. And I, so I thought the, the second and nine miss 
to Shakir was the biggest, biggest play of the game because you've got to capitalize there. And then on that same play, he did have Stefan Diggs open going across the middle. But that actually leads me to something else I want to talk about because Stefan Diggs was awful in this game. He was awful. Stefan Diggs should be ashamed to show his face in the city of Buffalo today. Seriously. Because over the last few years, we've seen countless times where Stefan Diggs was trying to show up Josh Allen and getting frustrated and upset because he wasn't getting the football. And yet in this game, Stefan, three receptions, 21 receiving yards. And you're supposed to be the number one receiver? Can somebody, can somebody explain to me what the hell happened to Stephon Diggs in this game? Because I tell you what, Jamar Chase is going to come through for Joe Burrow. Tyreek Hill is going to come through for Tua in that moment. A.J. Brown came through last year for Jalen Hurts. Devontae Adams has shown an ability to come through when he was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. So I don't want to hear nothing from Stephon Diggs. If I'm the Buffalo Bills, I would seriously consider moving on from Stephon Diggs. He was pathetic in this matchup. And he had an opportunity to make a big play in this game and just missed the, missed the catch. He missed the catch. I'm trying, I, can't, I wish I could find it, which play it was, but and which, which possession it was. But on one of these plays, it might have been the first play of this drive, he had an opportunity, and I thought Josh Allen threw a perfect pass, and Stephon Diggs let it, the ball just go right through his hands, right through his hands. And you got to make those plays if you're trying to beat a team like Kansas City. But Josh Allen, again, yes, Josh Allen played at a high level in the first three quarters. But what separates the good players from the great players and what separates the great players from the all-time great players is those moments. Those moments. And the moment was there for Josh Allen. It was there. We've been hearing about from Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills over the last few years about how they want to have a chance to play in Buffalo in these big, pivotal playoff games. And the last two times when we saw Josh Allen go up against Joe Burrow and go up against Patrick Mahomes, he came up small. He came up small. And I'm looking at Josh Allen's playoff record. In the playoffs, Josh Allen is 5-5 five and five in the playoffs. But four out of those five losses came against Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. He's 0-3 against Mahomes in the playoffs, and he's 0-1 against Joe Burrow. And that's why these teams pay these elite quarterbacks because they expect these elite quarterbacks to outperform the opposing team's elite quarterbacks. And Josh Allen has came up small yet again. And if this was Lamar Jackson, if this was Jalen Hurts, if this was Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, we would hold them accountable. So why are we not going to hold Josh Allen accountable? We got to hold Josh Allen accountable. 
And so another thing that we got to put to rest, coming into this matchup, all I heard was, oh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, this is the new Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. This is the new matchup between two elite quarterbacks for many years to come. And I even heard some people go as far as saying that Josh Allen was better than Patrick Mahomes. So let's look at the careers of Mahomes and Josh Allen and compare them. Patrick Mahomes, he averages 316 total yards per game. Josh Allen averages 280 yards per game. Patrick Mahomes, for his career, this is career stats. Patrick Mahomes, for his career, 231 total touchdowns. Josh Allen, 220. Patrick Mahomes, 76 turnovers. Josh Allen, 102 turnovers. Patrick Mahomes, 103.5 passer rating. Allen, 92.2. Patrick Mahomes completes 67% of his passes. For his career, Allen completes 63% of his passes. Mahomes is 74 and 22. Josh Allen is 63 and 30. So that's the stats. Let's look at accomplishments slash accolades. Patrick Mahomes, two Super Bowl wins, zero for Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, three Super Bowl appearances. Josh Allen, zero Super Bowl appearances. Patrick Mahomes, six championship game appearances. Josh Allen, one. Patrick Mahomes, 13-3 in the playoffs. Josh Allen is 5-5. Five five. Patrick Mahomes, two regular season MVPs. Josh Allen, zero. Patrick Mahomes has one year where he was the passing yards leader. Josh Allen, zero. Patrick Mahomes has two years where he was the passing touchdowns leader. Josh Allen, Zero. So not only has Patrick Mahomes been better in clutch moments than Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes is better from a stat standpoint, and he's better from an accomplishment standpoint as well. Stop. Stop pretending like Josh Allen is on the level of a Patrick Mahomes because he's not. This is not Tom Brady. And Peyton Manning. This is more like Tom Brady and Philip Rivers. We got to stop acting like Josh Allen is in the same stratosphere as Patrick Mahomes because he's not. Yes, he has great talent. Yes, he has great arm strength. And yes, you can win games with Josh Allen as your quarterback. He might win a Super Bowl one day, but he's nowhere near the stratosphere like a Patrick Mahomes, or on a Patrick Mahomes level at all. Please stop it. And the thing is, I think when you compare and say that Josh Allen is, is the biggest threat to Patrick Mahomes, it's disrespectful to the Joe Burrows of the world. Because Joe Burrow actually beat Patrick Mahomes in an AFC Championship game and reached a Super Bowl. It's disrespectful also to even Lamar Jackson. Especially if Lamar Jackson beats Patrick Mahomes Sunday. So we got to stop that. We have to stop pretending like Josh Allen is on the same level as a Patrick Mahomes because he's not. So those are my thoughts on the game. And, you know, Josh Allen, he has a tremendous career moving forward. 
And the Buffalo Bills may win a Super Bowl one day with Josh Allen. But he has to get over this hump. And until he can figure out how to beat Patrick Mahomes when it matters the most, the Buffalo Bills will never win an NFL Super Bowl. Everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. I'll be right back. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Wise Guys. These guys know sports here live on the Worldwide Sports Network. Everybody remember to go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. The number to dial is 513-203-8655. 513-203-8655. That is the number to dial. Any particular topic you want to discuss. You can call in and we can talk about it on the show this afternoon. Let's transition and let's go to San Francisco. Let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. Unfortunately, I have to talk about this game. I dread it coming in here having to talk about this as the San Francisco 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers. 24 to 21 for the Packers. Jordan Love, he went 21 of 34. He threw for 194 passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Aaron Jones had a great performance, 18 carries, 108 rushing yards for the 49ers. Brock Purdy, he went 23 of 39. He threw for 252 passing yards, one touchdown. The Packers failed to 0-5 in their last five playoff matchups with the 49ers. The 49ers have won seven straight games in the divisional round of the playoffs. They advanced to their 19th conference championship. That's the most all-time. Here's Jordan Love after the game. You know, play broke down, was scrambling right. Um, saw Christian over the middle and, uh, you know, Tried forcing one into him. Thought I could make the play. Um, didn't see the backside, so you know, they made a great play. Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't looked at any pictures. So, um, you know, looking back on it, yeah, throw it away. I, I don't know if I had an opportunity to be able to run, uh, maybe get out of bounds, but, um, you know, force it across the middle late, um, which is a mortal sin, and, uh, you know, it costs us. So, um, some I'll look at, but, you know, there's, that's an area right there where I'll be able to look at, grow from, and uh, get better in the future. That was Jordan Love explaining what he saw on the last possession when the 49ers intercepted Jordan Love over the middle. It was Drake Greenlaw. He had his second interception for the game. And, whew, folks, I have really, really been struggling since Saturday night. <laughs> like, I, 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 it, I've dreaded having to come in here and talk about this game. I have been depressed because 
the Packers had countless opportunities to put this game away. And I I haven't been able to sleep since Saturday night. I, I have not. I haven't had much sleep since because I always take a nap before the game comes on. And so I watched a little bit of the Texans-Ravens game Saturday afternoon. And once I saw the Ravens, you know, taking off on the Texans, I said, oh, I can get me a pregame nap before the Packers 49ers game come on. And so I haven't slept much since Saturday afternoon. And I, I keep counting in my head how many chances the Packers had to take over this game. And so let's go back to the, the Packers in this game. They took a 21-14 lead over the 49ers. It was a touchdown pass from Jordan Love to Bo Melton, and it was a little over five minutes left to go in the third quarter. And so remember, coming into this game, the Packers were double-digit underdogs. And the 49ers, they were the number one seed. They had all the Super Bowl aspirations. Packers were playing with house money. The youngest team in the NFL playing with house money. Jordan Love has been hot, but the Packers don't really have many expectations. And most people thought they were going to get blown out in this game. And at this moment, when the Packers went up 21-14 in the fourth quarter, I took a shot. I'll be honest, I took a shot, and I started thinking, wait a minute, we may have a chance here. Like, because you got to think, too, before this matchup, the last four times the Packers have played the 49ers in the playoffs, they were 0-4. They, they never beat the 49ers in the Aaron Rodgers era one time. Not one time did the Packers beat the 49ers in the Aaron Rodgers era. And so I was thinking, new era, new quarterback, new team, maybe we can finally beat these dudes. Up 21-14 with over five minutes left to go in the third quarter. And so the Packers defense comes out. They force a three and out again. And so I'm thinking, here we go. If we get a touchdown and go up 28-14, this game is over. It was similar to, remember two years ago when the Bengals were in the Super Bowl? And it seemed like forever the score was 20 to 16. Forever. It was, I was like, if the Bengals get a touchdown and go 27-16, they're not going to lose this game because the Rams, they're not going to be able to score twice. They're not going to be able to score twice. It was the same moment in this Packers 49ers game. Because if the Packers go up 28-14, I don't believe the Niners are going to be able to score two times in a row to tie the game up. And so the Packers defense, who played, they played sensational. They, I felt like they played to the best of their abilities in this game. After the Packers go up 28-14, they force another three and out. And so I'm like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And Packers get the ball back. And Jordan Love on third and 11, he is trying to throw the ball to Tucker Craft and inexplicably overthrows Kraft, and Kraft gets one hand on the football, tips the ball up, Drake Greenlaw intercepts the football. 
And so I'm like, oh, my God, that was our chance. That was it. That was it. That was the play of the, the drive of the game. That was the drive of the game that had to be had to deliver the knockout punch to the 49ers. And he threw an interception. But I was thinking, we still okay. We good. We all right. Our defense is playing well. No Debo for them. We're fine. We're good. And so the 49ers go seven plays, 14 yards. They were already pretty much in on the other on the in the Packers territory, so they got a field goal. So it's 21-17. And so I'm thinking, okay, we got we, we got another chance. Punt. They go three and out again. I don't know what happened on, on this possession. They go three and out, and they weren't able to get into field goal range or nothing. So it's 21-17, and at that point, we head into the fourth quarter. And so the defense for the Packers holds up again. They force a punt by the 49ers. And so here is the biggest play of the game, and I'm still struggling. It's 21-17, and the Packers are backed up. They are backed up in the 49ers' territory. And Aaron Jones goes 53 yards receiving a toss from Jordan Love, goes 53 yards. I thought anybody was going to score. I started going nuts because I'm thinking, okay, we are now in 49ers' territory. There's no way we're not going to get points here. There's no way. And let's back up. When the Packers received the football, they were at their own 10-yard line. They were at their own 10-yard line. But Aaron Jones goes for 53 yards. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. If we get a touchdown, we are going to win this game, 28-17. That's what I was thinking. And so they get all the way down to the 49ers 37-yard line. And then it's a neutral zone infraction on Ari Armstead. So they are inside the 35-yard line. And they go, Wilson gets eight yards. So now it's at the Niners 24-yard line. So I'm thinking, okay. It's time to, to deliver the knockout punch. you got to deliver the knockout punch. If you are a seven seed trying to upset a number one seed, you have to throw the knockout punch here. This is the moment. This is our moment to punch our ticket to the NFC Championship game. This is it, Jordan. This is it. Here is your, here's your moment. Let's do it. And first and ten, Jordan Love passed to Tucker Craft for no gain. Second and ten, Aaron Jones gets one yard. Tackled by Dre Greenlaw. 39, Jordan Love, the Niners bring a blitz. I remember the play. They bring a blitz. Wicks, he throws the ball for Wicks, but it's off the mark, off target. Packers had to settle for a field goal. And this dude, Andrew Carlson. One job. You got one job, Carlson. One job. This is a 41-yard field goal. And that's why, even though Josh Allen came up small, I do, I do understand what Bills fans are going through today. I get it. Bass missed the field goal for them against the Chiefs, and Carlson completely missed the field goal that would have put the Packers up seven. If you go up seven, then the 49ers have to play different when they get the football back, and the Packers can be more aggressive knowing you have a seven-point lead. And Carlson misses the field goal. And so, similar to Stephon Diggs, I don't think Matt LaFleur and the Packers organization, they shouldn't have allowed Carlson 
back on the flight to Green Bay. They should have left him in San Francisco. You got one job, one job. It's been a problem all season where he's mixed extra points. And Matt LaFleur just pretty much said, we're, we're, I'm praying every time he goes out there. That was the report that he says he prays every time Andrew Carlson takes the field. He shouldn't even be the kicker at this point. They should have brought in a veteran like Mason Crosby to at least compete with Carlson, and he misses the field goal. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, we blew it again. These are all moments of the game where the Packers have an opportunity to create separation and put more pressure on the 49ers, and they didn't capitalize. And so before I even get to the 49ers, the Packers had multiple opportunities offensively to put this game away, and they didn't capitalize. And defensively, the Packers had multiple chances to catch interceptions in this game. I know everyone's going to talk about Brock Purdy and how great Brock Purdy was on that last drive. And he was. He, he, when the 49ers needed Brock Purdy to come through, he delivered. On that last game winning drive, Brock Purdy, he goes six of seven. He threw 47 passing yards, 11 rushing yards, three first downs. It was a 12-play, 69-yard touchdown drive and five minutes and 11 seconds. And, yes, Brock Purdy played well when it mattered the most. But 49er fans know that Brock Purdy was awful in this game, to be honest. He was awful. He was awful for the first three quarters of this football game. And if you look at the stat sheet, Jordan Love threw two interceptions. Brock Purdy also should have thrown minimal two interceptions as well. Darnell Savage had a pick six in the first quarter. Keyshawn Nixon also had an opportunity for an interception in the second half. And it went right through his hands. Right through his hands. So if you're the 49ers, I don't feel like they should feel confident in Brock Purdy and his ability to win them a Super Bowl. Because Brock Purdy, for majority of this game, he was off. He was off. Look at Brock Purdy and his first eight drives compared to his game-winning drive. In his first eight drives, he was 17 of 32. On his last drive, he was 6 of 7. In his first eight drives, he completed 53% of his passes. On the game-winning drive, he completed 86% of his passes. In his first eight drives, his off-target percentage was 35%. On his last game-winning drive, it was 0%. And the only incompletion that he had on the last drive was George Kittle, where George Kittle just dropped the, dropped the pass. But I thought Brock Purdy was very, very inconsistent, and the Packers just missed multiple opportunities to catch interceptions. That could have completely changed this game. And I'm going I'm to I'm have trouble really sleeping at night thinking about those missed opportunities. And if I'm having trouble sleeping – I know Darnell Savage and Nixon, they're going to struggle as well sleeping over the offseason knowing they missed multiple opportunities to catch interceptions that Brock Purdy threw their way. We had chances. We had chances. Now, to Kyle Shanahan's credit, he did get the football to Christian McCaffrey in the second half. He had 13 touches in the second half compared to only having 11 touches 
in the first half. But in the first half, yards per touch was 4.5 for McCaffrey. In the second half, it was 6.0. In the first half, zero touchdowns for McCaffrey. Two touchdowns in the second half. In the first half, he had two first downs. In the second half, he had four first downs. And so we all know that Christian McCaffrey is the best player on this 49ers offense. And I thought the game was different for the 49ers. Once they lost Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel was a very, very important piece to their offense. Very, very important. And so losing Debo Samuel, I thought it took the 49ers away from what they wanted to do because Debo Samuel was an important player in this offense. And so I thought that was also important, but I just thought the Packers missed a lot of opportunities to, to, to put the 49ers away, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Jawan Jennings, give him credit. He's the, one of the receivers for the 49ers. He had five receptions, 61 receiving yards, four receiving first downs. He did a great job. And then, again, defensively, Dre Greenlaw, eight total tackles, two interceptions, only allowed 25 receiving yards for the game. But, yes, the 49ers won the Mac game, and they, are, they will play in the NFC Championship game next week in Santa Clara. And, but they got away with one here. They, they, they definitely escaped by the skin of their teeth over the Packers because this was a game the Packers had multiple opportunities to win. And real quick before I get out of here, I want to say this about Jordan Love because as great as Jordan Love has been in the second half of the season, this is Jordan Love after starting the season 3-6. and 7-2 and two record, NFL ranked fourth. 21 touchdowns, one interception, NFL ranked first. 71 completion percentage, NFL ranked second. Pass rating 116.6, NFL ranked second. As great as Jordan Love has been for the Packers since week 11, Jordan Love choked in the fourth quarter of this football game. Those two interceptions in the second half, Jordan Love completely, completely choked. And I thought he kind of, the, the moment became a little bit too big for him. He'll learn from it. The Packers will learn from it. They have a great, great future ahead of them. You look at the receiving core, Watson's 24, Reed's 23, Dobbs 23, Wicks 22. So this Packers offense, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And they'll be back in the mix next year for sure. And, but this, was, this is going to be a loss that's going to hurt for a while. It's going to be a long offseason because this one was one the Packers could have stolen in San Francisco and found themselves in the NFC Championship game. And I think they could have possibly beat the Lions in the NFC Championship for sure. So it's going to hurt. But congrats to Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers for advancing to their 19th conference championship game. And we'll see what happens from here. Lions 49ers Sunday. 6.30 p.m. in San Fran. Everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. I'll be back on Friday previewing conference championship weekend in the NFL. I'm going to preview Chiefs, Ravens, Mahomes, Jackson, and I'll also talk about Lions, 49ers, as well. I'm Trey Larkin signing off the Worldwide Sports Network, Wise Guys Sports. Have a great evening, everybody. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.